0: Welcome back. In this week's episode, we discuss monkeypox, mass immigration, and the nativist reaction to it, and Jordan Peterson's message to Muslims and why he misses the point. I'm Luke. And I'm Rody, And this is the Right Side of the Compass Podcast. <music> so, um, we're back. It's been a little while. I haven't been on the podcast in a while. Yeah. We missed you. Yeah, it's been uh it's been a rough couple weeks, but uh I'm finally back, thank God. Woohoo. Uh yeah, so that's that. Um to go over some of the headlines from last week or from this week that we haven't been able to that we haven't been able to cover. Joe Biden got COVID twice.
1: I guess uh
0: those vaccines are really working, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so there's that. What else happened? Do you know what happened? I wasn't paying attention to the news.
1: What else happened? <laughs> Me too. I haven't really been paying attention that much. But hopefully the world hasn't burned that much.
0: Well, I mean, they did change the definition of recession on Wikipedia.
1: Did they really? To what? Yeah. They,
0: I, I, I wasn't paying attention. I know they changed the definition of recession on Wikipedia, and everyone kind of noticed that, so that was kind of funny.
1: Oh, that's stupid.
0: Well, if you're Joe Biden, that's actually really useful, because... You can't be in a recession if you just change the definition of recession.
1: <laughs> they, I'm just imagining that meme with the guy with his, like, his finger like, yeah. uh, <laughs> by his head. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. Um And uh, we do have some upcoming news, very exciting news, but it's going to be in the next episode. All then. So next week's episode, there's going to be a big surprise. We're going to have... We're gonna have a really cool guest on. I know we haven't had a guest in a while, but you know, God willing, we're gonna have a really cool guest on next week. So, all right,
1: let's get to it.
0: All right. So before we continue, I just want to let you guys know that uh, if you want us to continue providing excellent content for uh, for you guys, and you want us to expand the business, there's one thing you guys can do. You don't need to send us money. We don't have a bank account. We don't we don't want any money. We just need you to like the video, share it with all your friends and family, and subscribe to the channel. In addition you can always find us on all of your favorite platforms, whether it's YouTube or Spotify or Apple, Google, any of those platforms, you can find us. Of course, if you're on YouTube, you can reach out to us by commenting on the video, but you could also reach out to us by DMing us on our Instagram page at the right side of the compass. Uh, So if you want to reach us there, you could do that too. Um, We're available on many places. I actually have a, I actually have a truth social account, so uh, you can reach us there too. Awesome. Yeah. You need to open a. A truth social account, Rody I do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so that's that. Um, oh, and by the way, before we continue, I want to say I don't think we said this, but um, condolences to the for to the former president on the passing of his of his ex wife Ivana Trump. Condolences to the entire Trump family. All that. Anyways, let's get to the next part of the show where we talk about the things that we actually came here to talk about. So the first topic of the day is monkeypox. Yeah, I just love monkeypox. You thought we were done because COVID was over, but nah, uh -uh, we got monkeypox. Yeah, God was like,
1: huh, you thought you were done. Yeah, (laughs) that's cute.
0: Anyways, that's cute. cute. Yeah, God was like, that's cute. Anyways, so let's talk about monkeypox for a second. And, uh, you know, anyways, so what is monkeypox? Brody, do you know what monkeypox are?
1: uh, no, you tell me I mean, I would assume it's similar to you know uh smallpox and uh, not smallpox um no, it, is, it the, is' similar
0: to smallpox actually
1: yeah okay it's it's similar to all the pox stuff
0: <laughs> I don't know if it's similar to chicken pox, but it's similar to like all these diseases Pox, we could, like,
1: cow pox, whatever pox you know,
0: monkey pox, pox on you, pox on your family. <sighs>
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Right. But the point is, is that monkeypox is another disease similar to smallpox where you get like these little lesions on your skin. Um, it's pretty self-explanatory, I suppose. If you know what smallpox are, then you know what monkeypox are. Uh, just, and and so here's the thing. What's interesting about the, the monkeypox is that unlike smallpox, which you know generally attacks the whole body equally, monkeypox actually kind of manifests on all the places where people typically get the... Sexually transmitted diseases. Yeah, it looks a lot like uh, gonorrhea. St. Like uh, you know, uh, what's what are those called? Uh, cold sores. What what you know what we call cold sores, genital warts, things like that. I know. This yeah, is a what family. I've been
1: reading is it's not considered a a sexual transmitted disease. It's considered a disease that that's um, by contact when and in the most contact. And, like it has to be for like a long time. And so the people that have been getting it, you know, have been in places that you have a lot of contact. <laughs> so that's why
0: I'm raising my eyebrows right now. Like, uh, like, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> so that that's why it's been in those areas specifically, because that's where most of the contact has been
0: happening. Right. But there's something else very interesting about the monkeypox, And that is that most of the people getting the monkey pox, uh, well, they belong to a certain uh, demographic. Let's just say. Um,
1: Would you like to elaborate?
0: Yes. Um, it's mostly gay and bisexual men. I right, and why? Why do you think that's the case? I don't know. I'm told. I'm told that I'm not allowed to say anything negative about the LGBTQAI ampersand lifestyle. <laughs> so, so I'm just gonna shrug my shoulders and go hmm that's interesting very interesting well here's my
1: take on it i think it has to do with what i was saying before in terms of a lot of contact and it seems like the lgbtq community their culture is very much more uh you know sexually oriented and like, you know, they go to clubs and they go to parties and, you know, the way they're meeting more people are, are either on these apps or they're very um, or when they go to social gathering events and then they go to an after party and then, you know, they have sex after, you know, at, at the end. Of but the it's an, but be,
0: be clear. It's not lesbians. It's not lesbians. Lesbians aren't affected by this. This is gay bisexual men. and Yeah, gay when you men. have these
1: guys going to these clubs shirtless, like I don't know, what are you gonna expect? You know? No, <laughs> it, no, no. It it's not it's conflict. not about that. It's not about the clubs, my guy. It's not about the clubs. It's okay.
0: Let me put it this way. Also, like
1: gay guys like will go after what they want. Like very like you know, they're very like, okay, they want that dick, they'll get it. <laughs> like
0: Well <laughs> Well, I wasn't gonna say that. Um no, but I, I think straight men also go after what they want. I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue is that when you have normal dynamics between men and women, and don't get me wrong, you know, we have a very sexually promiscuous culture right now. But I think if, if you pay attention to what's going on in terms of like what men and women do, even if a man is sexually promiscuous with a woman, it's typically one at a time.
1: Okay. So because saying- I, I, don't,
0: cause I don't think a lot of women would tolerate having another woman in the bed. And I know for a fact that unless you're kind of gay, you don't want another man in the bed.
1: Yes, I don't get what you're saying. No, Uh, what I'm
0: saying is that gay men are more likely to have orgies.
1: Oh, okay. So you're saying that's why it's more...
0: Yes, Yes, because they are... Listen, there are gay people that are sexually, you know, they're very much like one guy, that's it, they're gonna... Fine, whatever in my experience, you know, and like just as, like, as I imagine what like sex is and how like men and women look at sex and, and those types of things, I imagine that like gay men are much more likely to have an orgy. And I wonder if the statistics back that up, like orgy statistics. God, it's a good thing. I don't have a child filter because otherwise wouldn't be able to look these up orgy statistics How common are orgy parties in the U.S.? That's disgusting. I don't want to know this. I don't know. I don't know what it is about gay men that are doing this, but uh, this was the same thing, by the way, that was happening with the AIDS pandemic in the 90s.
1: So... Yeah, AIDS is way worse.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Well, thank God that uh, monkeypox is not nearly as dangerous as AIDS. But, uh, yeah, maybe uh, maybe the cure to monkeypox is to... uh, you know, reject modernity, return to tradition.
1: All right. Yes. And uh, with that, uh, should we move on to the next topic?
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. So, anyways, so Rodi, I wanted to ask you a question.
1: Oh, and I want to give you an answer.
0: Okay, that's great. Okay. So, <laughs> okay, so let's say, let's say you have a town in a country that it has sounds a like str- the
1: beginning of a joke. Sorry. <laughs> no,
0: no 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 no. This is a serious question. So we have a town or a city in a in a certain country that has a certain population and a bunch of people come from a different country and they bring their culture with them and they make it much more difficult for the natives to live. Maybe they bring another language and they refuse to speak the the language of the dominant society. Maybe they are entitled, maybe they come and they inflate the prices of rent by coming en masse and living in housing that was meant for people in the city or maybe they take jobs that uh natives would have rather taken what would you call that thing
1: what would i call that yeah i mean i would call it welcome to my world but
0: (laughs) Uh right, right so okay and so now you got the the native population they're kind of upset that the that the new immigrants are not integrating into society. They're still speaking the language of the society they came from. And, uh, well,
1: <laughs> well, uh, Luke, what's something that can stop, stop that from happening? I'm just,
0: I'm just saying, I'm just saying this is, this is a hypothetical scenario, right? <laughs> and, and so, you know, I'm describing this scenario and I thought, You know, there's no way the LA Times would be so bigoted as to justify the opinions of these nativist, racist, supremacist individuals. But lo and behold, in the LA Times, the LA Times was talking about Mexican supremacists being upset about California immigrants coming to Mexico City. Can you imagine... Those racist Mexicans, they don't want Americans in their country. I know, right? Uh, yeah, well, well. to be fair, they are Californians, so I don't want them in my country. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can sympathize with the Mexicans. <laughs> I can sympathize.
1: Okay, but, you know, Californians, we don't care about those.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. They, they, I, I sympathize with the Mexicans in their plight. But, uh, yeah, let's get into the... Let's get into the story. So basically what happens in the story? You got a bunch of Californians during COVID and this this extends after COVID where, you know, maybe they don't they're not expected to come into the office anymore cuz a lot of their jobs are remote and maybe rent is too high in California. So now that their jobs are remote and they can live anywhere, right? So what do they do? They decide, "Oh, I'm going to go to Mexico." Whoa, vacation. Right. And so you got this problem. The people who actually live in Mexico City and they work in Mexico City and their life is based in Mexico City, they have this problem, right? Because you got a bunch of rich Californians that can pay whatever rent they want, right?
1: Well, they can afford, you know, it's considered low rent for them because they're coming from California, but it's considered high rent for the locals in Mexico City. Uh, they right. said, like, um, A penthouse in Mexico City costs uh, $2,000, according to, it was, um, this was ABC7, the article. It says that a penthouse in Mexico City is $2,000 a month, which is nothing, you know, compared to like L.A. and New York, while the average local there, what?
0: Wait, 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 why don't we have a penthouse in Mexico City? (laughs) I don't know, Luke. You tell me. <laughs> we we should get a penthouse in Mexico City. We should we should do that. All right. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's first
1: uh you know get this podcast, you know, big. Would, then, are um, you
0: implying that this podcast is not already the biggest podcast in all of conservative news commentary? I are mean, you implying that? <laughs> no,
1: no. I don't even need to say it. It's you're you're stating,
0: it, you're stating it explicitly. <laughs> Anyways, so basically, yeah the the rent is going up in Mexico City because of all these Californians coming yeah, in, and
1: the the locals there make like four fifty. I uh, according to the article that uh, that's how much they make. So it's um it's it's yeah. It's a, I guess it's a problem because they're inflating the the prices to live there. So you
0: remember when Donald Trump said that Mexico is not sending their best and how they send all their rapists and their drug dealers and their killers. Some of them are good people, I assume. But uh, okay, right. So now are we sending our best? Also, <laughs> no, we're definitely not sending our best. We're sending our Californians. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to have fun with this. (laughs)
1: Uh, You're loving this too much.
0: (laughs) I I know. (laughs) And so anyways, so can you imagine being, there was a, there was, I was watching the Lotus Eaters coverage of this and they were saying there was a story about this rich businessman who walks into like a a bar and uh, he notices that he's one of the only people that speaks Spanish in the bar. Everyone else is speaking English except for the waitstaff. And they hand him an English menu and he says, can I have it in Spanish please? <laughs> Mexico.
1: That that kinda of reminds me of when you and I were like um in the city in like you know, the very Spanish area and like we couldn't order <laughs> in English. <laughs>
0: <laughs> remember that <laughs> yeah yeah america intensifies <laughs> oh we're gonna have fun with this thing honestly this is so much fun anyways so the natives are are telling you know these californians to f off to go back to where they came from they're specifically saying the term digital nomads which I think is very important, honestly. Like, in all seriousness, that's very important to know because it was explained to me as follows There are anywhere people and there are somewhere people, right? Anywhere okay. people are like the elite class, they're not attached to the land, they could go anywhere they want, right? And then there's the somewhere people. These are people with ties to the land. And the, peop- and the anywhere people need to be cognizant of the fact that, you know, if too many anywhere people go to a place, it ruins it for the somewhere people.
1: Yes, that is very true because the people who can't go anywhere can't go anywhere. So,
0: yeah, so, but I think, I think the irony, of course, is that Mexico is now beginning to know how it feels. But th- unlike the US and unlike, I don't know, London or Canada or this, that, they're not encumbered by the same political con- con, um, considerations that we are. So, Mexicans who are sick and tired of Californians coming to Mexico, which again, my deepest condolences um you know mexicans that are sick and tired of californians coming to mexico they are telling these people to f off and go back to america which again the irony of it is delicious uh so yummy i can't i can't get over the irony of this this is incredible (laughs) so yeah um, but what's the point of all this? Why, why, why do we bring this up? It's very obvious that we can say like, well, look at it on the other hand. Look at, imagine if uh, white people would say this and imagine if white people get upset about Mexicans coming to their country. Well, that, that is the case. But more importantly, this story is, illustrates that once you, once you pass the, the fog of political correctness, mass migration of any kind is a problem mass migration of any kind that the country is not prepared for will always cause problems especially to the little guy and you know that's something that needs to be taken this is a immigration's not a it's not like a social justice warrior cause anyone anyone on the right or the left that seriously wants to help people they need to understand that part of helping people is helping people where they are and not just saying not just shipping them off to another country
1: yeah it's also I guess. What you're saying is maintaining also, not just changing.
0: Right. Part of it, yeah. Because I, I was thinking about it. Because what, what happens with all these Americans that are now going to Mexico? And what happens to all these Mexicans that are now going to America, right? These are people that are – that they're enterprising enough to go to another country. And now it's talent that's being taken away from the countries. Yeah. So imagine if instead of you know, leaving Mexico, they actually bothered to fix Mexico and their problems. But at the same time, it's also might help.
1: You're right. The talent that people are, the, the people who are, the people who are going to Mexico city, they're freelancers or they're working remote. So they're working for an American company yet. They're living somewhere else. So they're not necessarily adding. So their talent is not being added to, to the, you know, Mexican economy, but at the same time, the money that they're making, they're, they're spending there. So at, so it kind of,
0: is in some form right but if the rent is going up because now landlords can charge more for rent because there's there's simply not it's simply a matter of supply and demand right there's only a certain amount of housing that can be provided right so yep. if mexico city had to deal with a certain amount of people up until now and now all these americans are coming on masse because of covid now they can live anywhere so why would they live in california they're gonna go live in mexico right but these people also need a place to live. So the rent is going to go up. And that will displace Mexicans. That is a reality. Okay. <laughs> I mean, listen, yeah. the irony is too delicious. So I can't, I can't help but enjoy this. But, uh, but uh, if nothing else, my sincerest condolences to the Mexican people that, you know, you're dealing with our Californians. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, this, this, this was a great story. I'm so glad... I'm so glad I covered it. I'm so glad we covered it. Maybe now they won't be so... um, Maybe now they'll build a wall.
1: (laughs) To keep us out. Which would be... They're flying there. They're not walking there.
0: So maybe they'll build... A wall
1: around the airport?
0: (laughs) No! They'll just make the wall a bazillion times taller. Like Trump always (laughs) dreamed of.
1: (laughs) It's gonna be huge. It's gonna be huge. All righty. Um, yeah. And, uh, with that, let's go on to the next topic.
0: Yes. Yeah, so the next topic is about, um, a message to Muslims. So Jordan Peterson, I think two weeks ago, uh, I wanted to cover this last week, but, uh, you, we, we couldn't have a podcast last week for, uh, for problems. Uh, anyways, but Jordan Peterson put out this message to Muslims. And, uh, Did you watch the video, Uh,
1: Yes, I watched it.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I'm going to be honest. This is not Jordan Peterson's best work. Why do you say that? Well, because it's very nice what he said if you take religion at, you know, at at very (sighs) face value. Or not, like, if you you don't—let me rephrase that. It's very easy to think Jordan Peterson's video is profound if you don't take religion very seriously— but if you're like me and you take religion rather seriously, it's very easy to understand why Muslims, Christians, and Jews would be offended by the video. And I don't mean in like a re-feminist like feminist type of offended. I mean like a very basic misunderstanding of our religion, how dare he say that about a religion thing.
1: Would you like to, I guess, elaborate on you know, what he mentioned for people who haven't seen it?
0: Right. So this is a pretty much a seven-minute video Jordan Peterson made, and... uh it's it's you should watch it. I think it's it's interesting. And Jordan Peterson means well, and I think most of his critics acknowledge that. but uh, again, I didn't watch too many of his critics simply because I just don't want to listen to Muslims talk about how Israelis are oppressing the Palestinians because it's just it's just not true. Um, and And they certainly don't do a very good job explaining why it is that happened. Um, certainly in the video, the reaction to the video that we watched um the person making the criticism fails to mention that it wasn't the israelis that kicked out the palestinians it was the arabs that told the palestinians to leave their own homes so they can the finish yeah it was the, well yeah, well yeah but it was the jordanians that told the arabs living in israel at the time to get out of their own homes so that you know once the jordanians were finished genociding the jews then they can come back to the, but that's you know that guy's not going to talk about that but um there is an issue here. So, But Jordan Peterson essentially makes two points. He says that hating people for perceived injustices misses the big internal struggle and the enemy within. So this is talking about if you're a Sunni Muslim, you might hate a Shia Muslim and vice versa. And then both of them hating Christians and then both of them hating Jews. right? And this is the other point that the people of the book should focus on fighting a common enemy, which is the woke ideologues bent on destroying their ways of life. Which I think that's actually a great point. I think that Ignoring that, I think if, if you didn't if – if point A was gone, point B would be an excellent point, right? Uh-huh. But the problem is point A happened. Jordan Peterson made the mistake of saying he misunderstood the Islamic faith, I think. I think he doesn't take it very seriously. But in addition, when he kind of told other people to reach out to people of other faiths, I think he doesn't understand why a lot of people don't do that. Okay, so why don't people do that? Well, for for a very simple reason. Muslims don't sit there and reach out to other people because you know, they know they're right and they don't agree with Judaism and there's nothing really to talk about, right? And when as a when I as a Jew, I don't go reach out to Muslims or to Christians, it's not because I'm a bad person. It's not because I want to slaughter people. It's I don't see any benefit to that. I'm perfectly capable of having business relationships and you know that type of thing and and cordial relations with people i don't agree with it happens all the time on many different things i consider uh, feminism a different type of religion yet i'm able to get along with feminists just fine if i need to you know i don't i don't it's it's more the the nece- it's more the necessity like where it's it's almost patronizing to assume like oh i've never talked to a muslim before i've never talked to a christian before i never like I've had rea- uh, uh, interactions with other people. I just choose not to because I would rather interact with my own kind. You know? I understand what they believe. I pick up a book. You know? When I see a Muslim standing over the body of a, of a Jew shouting allah akbar I understand the message. I don't need to talk to some Muslim for him to lie to my face and tell me that uh, jihad is really an internal struggle. There may be an internal struggle aspect to jihad, But the reality is, is that jihad is very much an external struggle as well against the enemies of Islam. And so I don't like that message just fell flat. You know, it's very easy for Jordan Peterson in 2022 to say, like, oh, you guys should get along. Well, you know, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, well, that and a buck 50 will get you a cup of coffee, you know.
1: A buck fifty, not even way more. No,
0: no, in Trump's America nowadays, no, absolutely. <laughs> Trump's America would get you a cup of coffee, but
1: well, actually, we should talk about gas instead because gas is whew, through the roof.
0: <laughs> well, is it like eight dollars and like get you a gallon of gas, like eight something? I don't
1: even know. I'm too afraid to look.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I when I came to visit New Jersey, and you know. Uh, the spring, I had a heart attack when I looked at the gas prices. And New Jersey gas prices are rather low, actually.
1: Yeah, so compared to other states.
0: I don't know what it is with New Jersey. They somehow hire people to do the gas for you, and it's still lower than most states where you serve it yourself. I don't think because it's taxed less ta- it's or something. I-, I don't know why. Um, base department? Um, hello, base department. Um
1: <laughs> There was actually a reasoning behind uh, hiring people to uh, fill up the gas. I forget the reason, but there was an actual practical reason for it.
0: It probably actually makes it quicker if you think about it, because if people don't know how to fill up their own gas and they don't like then they don't sit there and potchki with the, the gas pump all the time, but
1: you learn how to do it,
0: right? But not everyone knows how to do it and not everyone's good at it. And not everyone is good at, it, not, is good at not wasting gas. Women, <clears throat> women, <clears throat> not just kidding. That was a joke. I'm sure there are many women that are better at pumping gas than I am. That is uh, – I'm not good at pumping gas because I grew up in New Jersey. I was pampered, so. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. It just reminds me of that time we just, were in California. <laughs> we, just, we always put in the wrong uh,
0: thing into the, the yeah, gas. We almost, but- we almost destroyed our friends. <laughs> uh our- yeah, well, yeah. Well, it wasn't even his car. It was Fiance's car at the time. Fiance, now yeah, wife. It
1: was but destroyed because we put in the wrong thing.
0: Yeah, it wasn't right. even like we destroyed his car. Imagine destroying, like, they fly us all the way out to the wedding, and then uh, <laughs> they pay for our hotel room, and then uh, we destroy their car.
1: <laughs> then we have to, like, ask the person, how do we fill up gas? <laughs> because we've never done it
0: before. Imagine the shame, the the internal shame, you need to have in order to ask a Californian how to pump gas. (laughs) I'm disgusted. This, this is traumatic. I'm sorry. This is very traumatic. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, but, but that's kind of like the thing that bothered me about it, which is that it it misses the point. I I think that Muslims have a problem with Christian, maybe not Christianity and Judaism in concept, but they have a problem with those people. And it's not so simple. Like, Jordan Peterson can't come in 2022 and be like, oh, guys, get along. Uh, The lobster, you know, and and now like, oh, we're all of a sudden going to get along now. It's like that's a very infantile attitude to have. And what, what especially bothered me about his speech was when he said, like, you're people of the book. Now start acting like it. Oh, so when I give charity to the poor, I'm not a people of the book. I'm only people of the book if i shake a muslim's hand it's not when i pray three times a day it's not when i learn talmud it's not when i do good deeds it's not like none of that matters none of that matters i need to shake a muslim's hand to be a people of the book i'm sorry nowhere in the bible does it say i need to shake a muslim's hand not that i wouldn't even do it i'm just saying like nowhere does it say in the bible that i need to get along with muslims
1: i mean it's not even muslim it's just non-jews in general i mean there are the talmud even goes further so you don't have to do anything or you shouldn't do things
0: yeah it separates us i know i know i know what my rights are i know what what i'm supposed to do but like if i don't feel like getting along with a certain religion because i don't feel that religion gets along with me it's not not because i'm a bad person i'm just being pragmatic i i look at what the other side is saying i'm like yeah maybe i shouldn't have much to do with that and again what, what's shocking is this is not like some liberal on college campuses who thinks we can all get along this is jordan peterson i expected more of dr peterson honestly this is one of his weaker takes, honestly. So you got anything to add?
1: Um, no. Did you want to talk about the reaction to Jordan Peterson's, uh, um, <clears throat> video?
0: Yeah. Well, I-, I think that, uh, the reaction in the Muslim world was one of laughter, but also one of like skepticism. It's not for nothing that Jordan Peterson just signed on to the daily wire. Now, Forgive me for being a Zionist an anti-Zionist conspiracy theory theorist here rather anti-Zionist conspiracy theorist. Um but isn't the Daily Wire run by a one Benjamin Shapiro?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, so um Zionist alert. So Jordan Peterson is now a confirmed Zionist, and, you know. So All right. There's I think kind of Jordan thing. Peterson I don't want to say it killed his credibility because I'm sure there are lots of Muslims that still listen to him. And some of the discourse was, you know, somewhat still respectful. But I think he lost a lot of his credibility in the Islamic world because I think you lose something when you say something that infantile and that kind of meaningless. What Jordan Peterson said, said, in my opinion, as a religious person, was kind of meaningless. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Yeah, so that's that. And that's our show.
1: Thank you for watching. You can follow us on all your favorite podcast platforms as well as you can watch our show on YouTube and Rumble. If you need to contact us, feel free to comment on our videos as well as our podcasts. Give us five stars. And if, if you want to follow us on Instagram, that's great too. And uh, yeah, see you next time.